Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Successful Network Podcast. Today I have Imika Osai on the show, a gentleman who has multiple streams of income, earned over six figures thanks to Amazon Kiddo Publishing. Uh, you know, that, that was actually a model I never knew about before. And today he's going to reveal his top tips on how you, yes you, ordinary you, can become extraordinary and make over six figures per year of Kindle publishing. Now I don't think it's gonna be easy, but for starting business it's definitely better than e-commerce in my opinion. So I'll see you soon my network, here's the value for today, I hope you had an amazing day, mine was amazing by the way, <laughs> so I'll see you soon, keep hustling. Don't forget, so then that way it's just, and then you can edit it, whatever you have to edit, huh? Yeah, of course. So tell That's me about yourself. A little bit more about myself. Yeah. Like, well, here's the nutshell in it. I'm just a 30 and a half years old guy, uh, an old guy, but just a teen who wants to change the world. And I don't want to, I don't want to wait anymore. I want to change right now. So that's okay. why I started podcasting. I want to change the world with, you know, provide free learning from the best in the world to my listeners. And how old are you? 13 and a half sharp. You're 13 years old. That is awesome, man. That is awesome. So are you, I guess you're grade eight or grade seven? Uh, gr- grade eight. It's, I'm going to be grade eight. Great. Right, yeah, summer vacation now. Because are you over in Italy? Uh, no, I'm actually after Italy uh, in Eastern Europe, Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Oh, that is so cool, man. So cool. What's... What type of food is Bulgaria known for? Yogurt. Yogurt. Oh, man, I bet it's amazing over there. That is awesome. That is awesome. So how did, how did, you, do, how did you find me? Well, you, you were in a suggestion, you know, con, uh, friendships in, uh, you know, Facebook because you have Ben Gutter as your friend. And Ben is actually my mentor. He's an amazing guy. So I decided to connect with you. Ben who? Ben Gutter. Ben Gothard. I'm trying to think who that is. It was in a Facebook group? Uh, I mean, yeah, he has on the Pro X show. You may have heard of it. What, 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 what's it called? The Project X show. Project X show. I don't know. Ben. How do you spell his last name? Ben Gothard. G O. G O T H. You know what? My, I don't know what's going on with my computer. It's not working. Don't worry about it. But uh, bottom line is we're connected now. So that's, so that's cool. <laughs> cool. All right. So how do you want, how do you want this to go? What, um, and if you hear any background noise, it's just my, my little one-year-old kicking around. So I hope that's not an issue. They should be out of the house pretty soon though. Nah, man. So good. I mean, I love hearing. I mean, that means the house is alive. It's not just, no, a panel or anything. Exactly. So how do you want to do this? Um, what, what do you want to talk about? Um, yeah, run me through it. Talk about, firstly, your story, which is mm-hmm. the, uh, the every, every topic on the podcast. And second, I want, I want you to dive deep into your business journey. The okay. rest is just freestyle conversation. Okay, cool. And who's your audience? They're mostly 18, 19 years old, sometimes 17 years old. 
but there are some exceptional when they're like uh, over 30, but that's just yep. like, you know, exceptions. So there's, so younger crowd. Yeah. Any, any high schoolers or not really? Well, I don't think, I don't think so. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Cool. Um, all right, Matt, I'm ready to go. Whenever you're ready, we can, we can dive into this. All right, so let's start. Okay, okay, Emeka, I want to say one big welcome to the show, mate. Thank you for sparing time with us, joining us today, because that's a revolutionary way of uh, episode of Success Network, Network Podcast. I mean, it's actually like 71st or 72nd. I, I don't keep count so much. But anyway, it's revolutionary, so that's what matters. All right. Before we actually Before we actually jump in, firstly, say one big hello to the audience, and second... Tell them something interesting about yourself. Cool. Um, so, hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me here, Nikolai. Appreciate it. Interesting fact about myself. Um, well, I'm half Nigerian and half Australian. And my wife is Mexican. And you can hear my little baby boy in the back. Um, so we, we have a very multicultural family from all corners of the world. Well... That's amazing, man. I mean, if, if it's multicultural, how do you like, when you travel, how do you like adapt to other cultures? Is it easier? Um, that's a really good question. It, I think it depends on where you're going and how much travel you've done. Because you, you want to keep in mind, um, you know, every country is going to be different, right? And um, yeah, like I was thinking when me and my wife, we went over to Italy and France. And it was just such a different experience compared to traveling to Mexico or to, you know, to Canada or the States. Um, but yeah, you just adapt. You just go and you kind of go with the flow. Well, I suggest. Like oh. I said, yogurt, alcohol, cool food, everything. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome, and man. So. So let's jump a bit into your story. So what is your story, personal story? So my personal story, um, how far back do you want me to go? Do you want me to start at school? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so when I, like, so going to high school, I was always kind of like the, the, the C&D student. Ex excuse Raph once again. And uh, come here, buddy. Um, I was always kind of like the C&D student. I excelled at one course, accounting, um, only because it was talking about making money. And uh, so that kind of piqued my interest into like, hey, I should probably do something with business maybe. And so I went to post-secondary university, college, whatever it's called in, in, uh, in your part of the world there. And I did it for maybe, maybe a year. And then I realized how stupid taking business is for, in university. Um, I was being taught by teachers, professors who were teaching a theory of how to run a business who had never run one by themselves. And if anything, that's, you know, at least over here, we got to pay for it. And I don't know if it's free over there for you, but, um, I just realized, yeah, no, this is, these are not the people who are going to teach me anything important. So I dropped out, uh, within my first year and that was probably the best decision I ever done in my life. And um, I started working with a direct sales company and I learned how to actually run a business. 
and uh, by selling products like, you know, door to door, basically. And then, um, you know, a few years, well, not a few years later, fast forward like 12, 13 years, got married and started my online business. And now that's what, what I do down in Mexico. Let's, let's talk more about the online business, the business journey at all. Okay. From where I started to where it is right now. So I started online in 2016. And uh, I started with what's called Kindle Publishing. And uh, so it's using Amazon's platform. And basically you research what are some hot selling book topics. And then I hire a company to write a book on that topic. And uh, I get a cover created by a cover designer. And um, then I go and publish and market the book up on Amazon. And then whenever somebody buys the book, Amazon pays me for it. And um, I was able to start that business back in 2016. And, uh, you know, after some trial and error and figuring things out, uh, ended up going pretty well. And, uh, you know, we do anywhere between 80000 to about $100,000 a year just from the publishing business alone. Just from the publishing business alone. But what are the other sources of income you have? Uh, well, I have uh, course programs that teach people how to basically do what I did with with publishing. Um, I have, you know, and then from there, there's like affiliate sales and and uh, some other online businesses uh, that I don't talk about too, too much as well that I currently have my hands in and I'm building. And then um, also getting into real estate investments uh, as well. But I guess that's more kind of offline. Well, let's dive deep again into self-publishing, you know, to explain us more about it, uh, you know, uh, detailed because I myself, I'm really a newbie in that, so I would definitely need some big education on it. Okay. Um, so, well, then, so as a newbie, what were some, what are some of the questions that you would have with it? Well, let's say, is it like something like affiliate marketing or layer or something like this? Kind of. Um, you, you can at a certain level, but it's not really like that at all. Um, so basically, when, when, so Amazon's a platform. It's basically a search engine. So when you're looking for something on Amazon, you're going to type in a, a word or a series of words. And those are what you would call keywords. And so if somebody's looking for information on something, um, they're typically looking for information to buy about a specific topic. And so I would find out, hey, for, you know, um, dog training, for example, what are the most commonly searched words or what, what, are, what do people want to know most about dog training right now? And I would do the research, find that out, and then I would go to a writing company and I would have them, I would tell them, hey, I want a book about dog training around these specific things. And then they have professional writers that would create the book for me. Um, then I would go and get a professional cover done. And uh, then once I have the cover and the book back, I go put it up on Amazon and start marketing that book. And so now when somebody goes and types in those words in the Amazon search bar, the goal is to have them find my product first or my book first. And then they do that. They like it. They buy it. Amazon pays me. 
Also, it's like something uh, like a CEO. It, it involves a bit of CEO in it. SEO. Well, it's not so yeah. much SEO because it's it's only on Amazon's platform. SEO would be more general, like off Amazon, but because Amazon's its own website, uh, they have their own their own algorithm that works with search terms and things like that. So a little different than how Google would work, so to speak. But same idea, same 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 idea. Yeah. You're 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 on the right track. Huh. All right then. I mean, thanks for that social education, man. We're yeah, man. we're going to dive in into more with it, of course. So, out between hard copy and audiobook, what should you publish? That's a really good question. I publish in all three platforms. So I'll make an ebook, and then I'll also make like a physical paperback book, and an audiobook as well. And the reason being is the ebook is the cheapest version. So yeah. You make the least amount of money on ebooks. The paperback and the audiobook pay the best royalties. So they pay you the highest, the highest amount of income for your product. And so that's why you definitely want to have it available on all three platforms. But also some people, they are only going to want to buy an ebook. Some people like me, I only really like having paperback books. Um, and you know, I listen to an occasional audiobook every now and then, but um, you just want to give your customers the choice of all three. So let me, let's go a bit into again, the uh, keywords thing. And let me ask you, how do you pick your keywords? How do I pick my keywords? So there's a couple tools that I use as well, uh, like publisher rocket and, and uh, Kindle spy. Um, but it's it, it's just a process of finding the search terms and then seeing you know using those tools to determine okay there's you know there's a thousand people or thirteen thousand people looking for that particular keyword every month on Amazon right now, so that means there's good demand for that particular keyword, and then uh, there's some other factors as well, and like all of this like I've on the YouTube channel there's a ton of free free info that people can check out if, if they want on the channel. Um, and then, yeah, you basically just pick, pick that keyword that go with it. If the data looks good, publish the book and then market it. And it's not an exact science now, right? So like sometimes I'll pick a keyword and I'll publish a couple books and they just don't take off, you know, or I'll have a book that I don't really think is going to take off all of a sudden takes off. So, it's not an exact science. It's a business like anything. And there's ups and downs. Well, I have, I have one interesting question. To be honest, I speak only for myself. But when I go and see a book, I see the cover. Don't judge a book by its cover, but I judge the cover for it because that's the first thing I see. So how can we make a good design for our book? Like cover. How, to, how so, can we make a good cover? That's a good question. So I use a company called the Writing, uh, the Urban Writers, and they have a phenomenal cover cover designing service there. And I think it's like fifty or sixty bucks. So it's it's not it's not five or ten dollars like you can get done on Fiverr, but the covers come out so much better. And just like you said, it's like you know, there's that saying that don't judge a book by its cover, which is, I think, as stupid as a saying as you can't have your cake and eat it too because why would you even have cake if you're not going to eat it? Um, they're just outdated sayings, 
so you have to have a really good attractive cover. Otherwise people are not going to click on your book. Well, I mean, I believe John uh, don't judge a book by its covers more personal related stuff. But if we talk about hard copies and audiobooks and ebooks, use the first thing you see, like I said before, it's the cover. And if it's totally. not great, if it's not cool, why should I buy it? I mean, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like interest. Yeah, I fully agree with you. Okay, but let's go into writing the book actually. Like, how do we pick a niche for it? Niche for it. A niche. Really, you can pick any niche. Um, pretty much all niches on Amazon are going to be profitable. So, um, I typically go with stuff that I'm s somewhat interested in. And um, then I'll start looking for the keywords in that particular niche. Stuff for about. Like, you know, you, you say to us like now that we have to do our own research, but how can we do our own research properly? So a lot of it's re reviewing, reviewing the books or reviewing the, uh, it's reading the reviews of the current books in the niche that you want to get into. Because right there, people are going to tell you what they like about the book and what they don't like about the book. And so that's doing the research. And then so it's your job to find out um, what, uh, you know, what you want to have in the book and what you want to have not in the book based on what people are saying about other people's books. Well, let's compare Kindle publishing with Amazon ABA. Why should we go into self-publishing? What makes it better? Is it more profitable? Is it more like passion related? What makes it better than Amazon FBA? I don't think you could say one's better. They're just different. Um, Amazon FBA, you need two or $3,000 to really get going properly. With publishing, you need, like I started with $300. Hi. <laughs> this is my daughter. <laughs> um, so I started with $300 when I started publishing. Um, whereas FBA, you need a couple grand. Um, FBA will like, you can scale that to six figures a month where publishing it's, it's just a business where you can't really scale it that high. You can still make 20, 30, $40,000 a month from self-publishing, but FBA we're talking hundred, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000 a month from that physical product business. So they're completely two different animals. Um, but, I think people who are, you know, might be a bit short on cash or they just don't have a lot of online knowledge and they want to kind of test the waters and get going, self-publishing, phenomenal opportunity for them. Well, let's talk more about masterminds, especially the self-publishers Cancun mastermind in yep. Mexico. Talk more about it. So this was an event we started last year. Um, just a, a group of me and my friends, we got together and we're like, hey, we should, we should go down to Cancun and meet and talk. You know? And uh, then we started you know, talking about it online on, in, the, in my Facebook group. And you know, people were like, hey, I'd love to go to that. I'd love to go to that. And um, before you know it, it turned into a full-fledged event. And so we have it again this year, September 12th to the 15th in Cancun, Mexico. And uh, we have people flying in from all over the world um, to, to this event. And, uh, 
it's this event this year, the focus is not just on publishing. The focus is on completely changing people's lives um, because that's really what the online business has done for myself. It's done for, you know, the friends that I have in it. Um, and so we want to really make sure that every single person who invests in this event leaves it with a clear direction of where they want to take their life. Well, you also published a book about self-publishing. Uh, let's dive deep into the book, like the main principles in it. Of my blueprint booklet? Yeah. So that's basically, I designed that actually for people who couldn't afford my course at the time. And because publishing made such an impact on me, I wanted, I never wanted money to be the issue. So if people weren't able to afford my course, they could get that book shipped to them or they could get the ebook version. I think it was like five bucks and they would basically get some amazing, amazing information on how to start their own publishing business step-by-step step in that little booklet. But let's talk more about the future goals right now. Like, do you have any major, I mean, major, major goals for the end of the year and the beginning of 2020? So this year we're looking at getting our first investment property. So that's probably the biggest goal we have right now. And um, 2020, I'd say our second investment property. Um, because, you know, it's the whole idea is to make money so you can have that money work for you to make more money. And so that's really kind of the, the main thing that we want to look into. Um, we'd also kind of like to, you know, move, live in a different area as well. So maybe do some traveling. Um, but getting into the, the real estate investment is kind of the next big thing. Well, actually, uh, from what we were talking about, I like final, you're saying, no, self-publishing is a good way to earn money. But if you want to earn a lot of money, self-publishing is a good way, but not like, you know, great, great for a, uh, you know, for a living. I mean, you can still make a lot of money, but if you want to be a millionaire, it's going to be like Carter. Yeah, I, yeah, I fully agree with it. It's like I've used my publishing income to replace my job. It covers all our family, personal expenses, and more. You know, it pays the least payment on my Range Rover. Um, you know, but I have other streams of income that I use to make the bigger money place. Because having multiple streams of income is the, the key thing to do. Well, let's talk more about real estate investment. Like, why do you want to go in real estate? Um, just right now, the market in Vancouver is pretty good. So it's just a good time to get into it. Um, you know, real estate's always, it's just a great source of passive income, I believe. Um, you know, it's something that continues to go up year after year. And um, I just know, I, I know the power of what it can do for you in terms of generating income and wealth. Huh. Well, I mean, it's interesting, but don't you think that the market of real estate is getting oversaturated? You know, everyone's joining and making themselves uh, investors and all that jazz. Uh, nope, there's because there's always going to be people who need to rent something. Always. Well, talking about real estate, I know that's a different thing. It's kind of different thing, but what do you think of 
Airbnb. <laughs> Love it. Such a great way to make money. Unbelievable way to make money. You can make a lot of money with Airbnb. So do you plan on like, you know, using it? 100%. 100%. Yeah, definitely. The apartment we're looking at right now would bring in about $60 a night if we had, well, if we had rentals in it. If we did Airbnb, it would bring in about double that a night. Well, talking about real estate, so is your vision one day to become, to become a real estate mogul? No, the big name real estate. You know, that's funny. I always, way, way, way back, you know, I always kind of wanted to do something like what uh, uh, Trump had done with, with real estate and with commercial real estate specifically, you know, with hotels and things like that. I always found that super fascinating. Um, do I want to do something like that now? No. Um, would I like to own like an apartment building? Um, you know, something like that, that has multiple units in it. Yes. Um, do I want to come become somebody like Grant Cardone who I'd consider like a real estate mogul? Uh, no, no, I, I don't have the interest interest to do that. But, uh, you know, I do like, I'd like to see six figures a month coming in from real estate. That would be sick. I'd like to see that. What are the best, like, you know, uh, side hustles from your opinion to, you know, start in 2019? What are the best side hustles? And of course, 2012, because, you know, 2019 is like half, half, and the other half is just going so far. So, what is your opinion on side hustles, basically? Which are the best and which are the worst? Side hustles, huh? Um, yep. man, I don't know. It's been a while since I've done some side hustles. Um, I think like buying stuff at garage sales and reselling it is, I think one of the easiest things most people have access to, uh, because people throw away stuff that they have no idea what the value is and they sell it for dirt cheap. So I like flipping yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, well, any selling anything is just flipping stuff. So, uh, but yeah, hundred percent, man. Because I used to do that a lot. Um, not a lot, but I used to do that. Um, so, I yeah, I'd probably say that's probably the easiest one for people to get into. Okay, so let's go again to the books, and I want to ask you: Do you want to become like? A best-selling author because you know a book is like a business card on steroids. Yeah, it can give you a lot of like you know uh, a personal brand. It can be beneficial for your personal brand. But do you have any goals of becoming a known author? Nope, zero. I don't like writing books at all. That's why I don't write them. The only book I've I've written is the Blueprint booklet, um, and that took me way longer than I wanted it to. Um, but I wrote that for the business. To, um, but yeah, no, I, I have zero intentions of becoming a best-selling author. I don't like, I, nah, then nah, that's just nothing I care about. What about reading books? <laughs> Love reading books. Love reading books. Big reader. Do you have any favorites or recommendations for some readers? <sighs> okay. I'm a massive Robin Sharma fan. So yeah. anything by Robin Sharma. Um, 
I'm just looking at my bookshelf right now. The No More Mr. Nice Guy is a book I'm reading right now, actually for the second time. And I can't remember the name of the author, but it's called No More Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, the Rhythm of Life by Matthew Kelly is one of my all-time favorite books. Well, that's amazing books. and uh, uh, Those are, I believe, amazing books, so I'm definitely going to check them out. And of course, I mean, haven't read something from Robin Sharma, but I believe like the four, the the five a.m. Uh, five a.m. Yeah, yeah, I believe that that's the book everyone's talking about right now. I mean, it's not the newest, but it's definitely like ultimate bestseller or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking at that one on my bookshelf right now. I have not read read that yet. I've read the first couple pages. I just I haven't uh, I haven't actually got into it yet though. All right, so I'm gonna ask you two, three more questions, Emeka, and we're going to wrap it up because that score is amazing right now. Okay, my first question is how do you connect with our entrepreneurs? How do you network? I'm going to masterminds, number one, and then just reaching out to people on Facebook and then, you know, setting up calls with them. Um, you know, I have calls like every week with some of them so we can stay in touch and stay connected. Uh, and I think that's so key in, in the online space. So my second question is, do you have suggestions of people, maybe your students or your, or your friends or your family, anyone, who, whom you would like to see on this podcast? Oh, that I would definitely have to think about. That's a really I mean, you can, type, you can type them after the interview, so you, you, can, you have all the time in the world. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a really good question. Maybe the twins, Michelson twins, they're always fun. Oh, I I'm def definitely going to ask them, uh, ask you for them after the interview. But let's go into the best question. Mm -hmm. So it is, how can Mauritius contact you? Um, you know, I have I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Mecca Asai and my YouTube channel. I'm super active in all the comments. So when people comment on the videos, I respond. Well, Emeka, that was an amazing conversation, man. Not gonna lie to you. I mean, no, it's good to connect with our entrepreneurs and understand about self-publishing because I like I said before, I never knew about it. Like for real. Mm -hmm. So it was it was an amazing learning experience for me, and I hope we can stay in touch. I can learn a lot from you. Most definitely, Nikolai, most definitely. All right. So I wish an amazing day. Mine is ending in Bulgaria, but I, I wish you all the best in the world. And, of course, you know, spend more time with the family because that's the best thing you can do. Follow your dreams, man, because that was hard to do right now. I'll see you at the top. Awesome. Okay. See you soon. Okay, let me just. Why is my. I just got to figure out why my keyboard is not working. It's not letting me end the recording. Um, why isn't this working? That was really good, man. Uh, yeah, man, I mean. You can you can you know you can get to you know with the recording uh, whenever you want you know you have all the time in the world not pressing you or anything so yeah uh, hold on let me see if I can do this another way 
Switch languages, options. All right, so it, I gotta go now, but yeah. I mean, hang if you there. need, see if that does it. Yeah, if you you hang up, and then I'll send you the recording via probably Dropbox or something. Yeah, I mean, you have all the time in the world again, man. You can do it whenever you want, whenever it's comfortable with, with you. So yeah, but awesome. I'll definitely keep in touch with you, man. Yeah, for sure, Nikolai. Awesome, great talking to you, man. All right, man. See you. All right, talk to you soon. Right. Thank you.